You're listening to Back to the 80s, and I got a special guest today, Keith. The outrageous thing, this is the only thing I remember was singing in the band. I forgot what I was going to say because I'm back in the 80s. <laughs> Traveling back in time here, back to the 80s. This is Toscano and Chang. Welcome, everybody. Thanks for being with us another Friday. Chang, how the heck are you, my friend? How are you holding up there in good old 1985? Well, Toscano, I will tell you. I am holding up like a true champion. You see, this glorious year of 1985, I was looking dashing and strong. I was like the metal Tarzan of my day. But uh, everything changes, Toscano. My rope seems to swing a little bit lower. Uh, I wear a thermal outfit when I swing through the trees. But I am still the number one man in my own mind. And I pretty much toot my own horn. I'm doing great. Everything is great out here in the location where I am residing. I will not give that location. That's going to be for another show. It's going to be Guess Where Chang's At. (laughs) <laughs> Just plugging it right now. Good, good. And in honor of one of the most famous bands, rock bands of the 80s, that would be ACDC, mm. I am oh, yes. doing Mr. Brian Johnson a homage today. I'm wearing oh, his little yes. green hat. Nice, nice. I was going to go Bon Scott, but I thought it was a little bit too cold for me to not wear a shirt and scream into the microphone right now. With everything that's going on in the world, with all the chaos, with all the madness, we want to bring you a little bit of joy. We want to bring you a little bit of nostalgia and take that time machine mentally and go back to an era that things were way different. That's what we're here for. When there was racial tension, but not as much violence. I'll put that out there right now. And I'm not condoning it. I'm just putting it out there. At least there wasn't the Internet so we can know exactly everything that happened. But. And I think yes. that may have been a good thing. All right, so tonight we're going to be talking about movies Ooh, of the 80s. Yes. Now, not only did the 80s bring us the joy of wonderful music, but it also brought us movies. Now, I know what you're going to say. 80s movies were cheesy. However, you right. didn't say that back then, did we? And so tonight we have a bunch of movies that we're going to be talking about, and a lot of them are brought to us by you, our listeners. You have commented on our Facebook fan page, and we are bringing them to you. We also have Toscano and Chang's top five greatest Ooh. movies of all time in the 80s. Oh, that is going to be a smoking list. Smoking. Here's a little taste of what we're going to hear in just a little bit. <laughs> you a college boy or something? Huh? I bet you think you're pretty smart, huh? Think you could outsmart a bullet? What do you say we find out, huh? I'm talking to you. What do you say? Huh? Huh? I'm talking to you! Drop it! Dead or alive, you are coming with me. Hey, Toscano, I noticed that uh, it's probably pretty hot over there. I could notice by that small Dixie cup of water you're holding in your hand. Uh, What was the temperature out there in beautiful, sunny Southern California? Uh, Here in Orange County, it was about 91 today, and you can hear my... Is that cubed ice, or do you have a state-of-an-art-type refrigerator that gives you ice on the dime? Yep, yep. We get like a bunch of different types of ice, so it gave me a little bit of crushed ice. You know what? You know what's good with crushed ice? A Coca Cola, by the way. 
It was a simmering 80 degrees over here in the location that I am not going to release to anyone just yet on where I'm residing. You're, resi- you're residing in an undisclosed government-protected yes, location. That is right. That's right. And I'm not in the bunker. No, I was, I was about not to- allowed to go in the bunker. <laughs> you know, you have to have a special pass to go in the bunker. I don't want to tell you what that special pass is, but the, the password starts with H and has four letters in it. Nice. Let the grammar fill your head with that one. It was very hot today, and it just reminded me of those days where we had, you know, no air conditioning at my house in 1987, I believe. And oh, I would, I would have to put. Uh, did you put the spring, the sprinklers on, and open up the windows and let them go through the fan, and then you would get like that spray on the inside of your house. That is no, the Mexican but, way, right there. No, no, way. no, we didn't do that, but I did put on the. The hose, and we just uh, you know got wet outside in the front yard. Now, when it was this hot in, back in the eighties, did you wear your jean cut off shorts? No, I never had jeans. <laughs> That's you know what I never who, wore. Who did that? No, who you, said that? You probably you look like the type that did have the jean cut off shorts, didn't you? You know what? No, I would never do that because uh, two reasons: I uh, didn't want to look like a sissy, and uh, I didn't have the legs like Daisy Duke brother, so I didn't. Uh, I didn't go without attire. No, you never wore the uh, the cutoff shorts and then the the pockets. What was it? The pockets longer than the shorts? Yes, I remember. I, I remember seeing a few of my buddies like that, and I thought that looked rather sissyish. So I never wanted to go with that. You know, I also saw you know, people with their pants, you know, long pants ripped, their jeans ripped, and you could see the pocket through the inside. Oh, now that's the look I went with. The more holes in your pants, the more air conditioning. You don't need to wear uh, shorts if you have Levi's that are specifically cut in regions that you both look sexy to the female rocker and hardcore rough, like you just crawled out of a dumpster. Do you follow me? Not a rough rider, though. Brother. No, no rough riders, brother. No. <laughs> rough riders to me, you know what, when, when you're bringing up the term rough rider, a rough rider to me is almost like a wedgie in tight Levi's. That would be a rough rider. <laughs> All right, so let's talk about movies. And Mm -hmm. now that we're in the 80s, you know, it was an incredible time because there were so many big hits, so many big hits in the 80s. Oh, I think there was the movie Mecca. Yeah, and the, the hits were so huge that even today, 2020, these movies are still being sought after by everybody. I think they're as relevant today as they were back then. But the relevancy has changed because we're uh, reliving it. Generations are seeing what we live through. So uh, it brings wisdom. It brings humor. And it kind of of brings families together. You know what I mean? When you sit down and watch an 80s classic movie with your kids. Yeah. I got to clear something up, though, and something that I don't agree that Hollywood does a lot. And that is when they do a remake. Oh, that is because it never comes out. And I'll tell you, there's one, one remake, that? and I'm gonna I'm gonna go into that right now because we're gonna kick this off with the remake that just destroyed everything I thought about Hollywood as being okay. With this, mm. they killed everything. But this is not the remake trailer. This is the trailer to a movie that tonight on Facebook we have been asking everybody to give us their opinion of what movies they preferred to watch. In the 80s, and here is that movie that I'm talking about Ghosts. Hello, Ghostbusters. They're real. You do? 
You have? They're here. Ghostbusters. Hey, anybody see a ghost? They catch the ghost that won't stay dead. They're armed. So, Ghostbusters. Oh, brother. 1984. 84. I had just graduated in 83. Now, you're talking about probably one of the funniest casted movies from a lot of SNL greats. Tell me about it. Let's take another listen to one of the greatest comedy movies of that time. Mm. Lives in the corner penthouse of Spook Central. You want this body? Is this a trick question? Ghostbusters. Starring Bill Murray, Dan Aykroyd, Sigourney Weaver, Harold Ramis, Rick Moranis. Coming to save the world. Ghostbusters. So Ghostbusters. Now, let's talk a little bit about, not the remake. Let's talk about the movie itself okay. was, obviously the, the subject matter was ghost. And we knew right. for a fact with these actors, with these comedians, it was going to be nothing or close to being scary. That it was going to be a movie yes. that uh, people were going to smile, they were going to laugh at. But nobody yes. ever thought it was going to be such a big hit. Yeah, you know, I remember seeing it at the drive-in uh, back in uh, 84 in Pico Rivera. I used to go down to... Uh, I don't know if you ever went down to uh, the uh, drive-in over in Pico Rivera. Uh, no, but I did go to the Santa Fe Springs uh, drive-in. So, Right. Now, I remember going down to Pico Rivera, going down to the Fiesta 4, because they had four screens. Yes. You could go to four movies. You know what I'm I saying? I remember that. Yeah. Fiesta 4. I remember that. But then you also had the drive-in in Paramount. I mean, there was drive-ins scattered all about. But I remember seeing that movie there, and... I had tears coming out of my eyes, dude. It was just everything they did and said was hilarious. The graphics alone, to me, that was one of the funniest movies, and the graphics were pretty much believable. Not now, like nowadays, where they computer generate a lot of uh, the uh, comedic kind of characters, uh, which kind of, to me, loses the effect. But uh, this that movie was done, I think, to the T's, man, on all parts, script-wise, uh, character-wise. And the comedic timing, brother, that yes, is something yes. that we're missing today that will continue to live on and continue to to make people laugh. And that's one of the greatest things that the 80s brought to us. Stick around. Don't go anywhere. Back to the 80s. We'll be right back with more 80s movie talk. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. You're listening to Back to the 80s. This is Back to the 80s, and everything right. here... It's a little bit of improv, like this following movie from 1985, another one of the choices of our fans on Facebook. They hunted him down. You know, Colonel, we went to a lot of trouble to find you. They murdered his friends. And they took the only thing he would kill for. If he wants your kid back, then you got to cooperate. 
right, wrong. Now, somewhere, somehow, but you'll never guess. Someone's gonna pay. Schwarzenegger. Oh, it's funny. As you say that, his name pops up on screen. Do you think that he is going to give us any problems? You'll do exactly as he's told. Last and wait, you fellas. You're a funny guy, Sally. That's why I'm going to kill you mm -hmm. last. <laughs> Are you going to tell me what's going on or what? No. Yeah, so this is Commando, 1985. Commando. Believe it or not, it's that still... a great movie, though. It's a great, great movie, and it's still one of my favorite movies to watch when I'm by myself. Why? Because I can put the yeah. stereo on really high. Do you find yourself imitating him? Who's your daddy now? You know, the funny thing is people always look back, like, for example, at 80s movies, and they go, oh, that was predictable, or that was cheesy. Mm -hmm. Come on, you're looking at it with with the, the mindset of today's CGI in mind CGI but in retrospect that's not how we thought back then no. totally the opposite no. we go like whoa that explosion was so real and exactly and even if you knew even if you knew it was all fantastic and it was all exaggerated but they were just good clean fun that we were having especially yeah, exactly. going to the movies those yeah. days oh yeah dude you know what uh, a movie i just thought of that i uh, i think speaks for our generation and i think both uh Dudes and chicks really dug this movie, The Breakfast Club. Ah. I thought that that movie replicated anybody's high school. I think any any one of us, that movie kind of touched something in us. All of us are a little bit of those characters, or if not, we are not, then we knew somebody similar to those characters. So a movie like that you could identify with, just like 16 Candles. I mean, you, you take yourself back to some of the classic movies in the 80s, Ridgemont High, you know, yeah. and you can almost – see your life portrayed on the on the big screen i mean do you get that uh, same type of a, a feeling when you watch certain movies that take you take you back yeah so you mentioned the breakfast club and that is one on the list that one of our fans picked the breakfast club it is now 706 you have exactly eight hours and 54 minutes to ponder the error of your ways. Any questions? Yeah. Does Barry Manilow know that you raid his wardrobe? <laughs> a brain, a beauty, a jock, a rebel, nice. and a reckless. <laughs> I can't believe this is really happening to me. Before this day is over, they'll break the rules. <coughs> Chicks cannot hold a smoke. That's what it is. Bear their souls. I'm a nymphomaniac. Are your parents aware of this? Take some chances. Being bad feels pretty good. Huh? And touch each other in a way they never dreamed possible. Hey. Cindy, you wouldn't. Oh. The Breakfast Club. They only met once. I don't want to be alone anymore. You don't have to be. But it changed their lives forever. I mean, I consider you guys my friends. I'm not wrong, am I? Universal Pictures presents One of the greatest movies of that era that portrayed that era to the T. You know, a lot of times oh, yeah. when you look at uh, some picture or somebody depicting the 80s, it's always they're always putting the 80s like it was fluorescent. And yes. although they did have a lot of that, you know what? Most schools, uh, it was it was like the movie The Breakfast Club. Yeah, you had a character in your own high school. You know, you did have the jock. I, I presume you were probably like the jock. I was more like Judd Hirsch, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. The rebel, the rocker, uh, the quick thinker, the tough guy, you know what I mean? 
smart ass, you know what I mean? The guy that's carrying around a half pint and a doobie in his ear. You know, I was that kind of a guy. Were you the one, one were you the one after the the rich clean girl? You know what? No, I liked them poor and dirty, bro. I'm, I'm going to tell you right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I was definitely I was definitely the jock type. There was a a suggestion from somebody on Facebook who sent sent us a trailer. And I'm going to let you listen mm. to this trailer. I don't Is I'm it pretty, a one room trailer? Well, it's a it's a double wide trailer. Let's put Ooh, it that double way. Wide, double nice. wide trailer. We, but this so we is, have our own space. We do. And we don't have to pay for nice. it either. We own it. So Ooh, nice. I do I do want to uh give you a couple little hints. This movie, the main star of this movie is or was one of the greatest comedians of all time. Okay, I'll leave it at that. Here is the submission for a film that came out in 1986. 1986. I know it. Guess who's getting some class? I'm going to college. Rodney Dangerfield's going back to school. My idol. Rodney Dangerfield. This is the way I always pictured it. Wait a minute. When did you dream about going to college? When I used to fall asleep in high school. (laughs) (laughs) Well, for those of you who don't know, in this film, in Back to School, there were two very famous comedians. And one of them, one of them, of course, was Rodney Dangerfield. But there was a second comedian that made a guest appearance. And I want you guys that remember the era. To see if you remember the name. I remember the man. Here we go. Good teacher. He really seems to care about what I have no idea. There's that comedian, the one who said, say it, say it really loud. Now, a lot of you may have forgotten. Do you remember that second comedian? That was the great, you know, Sam Kinison. Of course. Now, Sam Kinison, I remember going with a buddy of mine to go see him. Uh, at uh, the comedy store, which, you know, was like, that's a haven when you're a comedian. And uh, I remember one time going to the Rainbow with my buddies back. I'd say it was probably 86, maybe 85. It was right before I had my daughter. And me and my buddies were hanging at the Rainbow, which is the Rainbow Bar and Grill. I mean, that's like the Hollywood grail of rock and roll bars. You, you know, you right. you can live like a rock star. All you got to do is hang there on a Friday, Saturday, yeah. Sunday, and you're it. Now, I remember we were in there, and I was joking around with my homeboys, and Sam Kinison was in there, and he was talking crap, bro, and smiling, and he was making people laugh, and he came walking by me and my buddies, and at the time, I was just going all Chang maidened out on my own with buddies and entertaining a couple people at the bar, and Kinison walked up to me, and he goes, dude, you're a funny man. Have you ever thought about being a comedian? And I, I looked at him, and I said... The only time I think about being funny is wearing a wig when I masturbate. And, dude, he, like, tore up. And that was my brush with him then, you know what I mean? He told me to maybe think about being a comic one day. You know, but I didn't think about it until way years later. But it was like meeting him, dude, was insane. Not only that, but meeting him. When we were hanging out at the bar, you can only hear music going on, right, bro? And people talking at the bar and ordering booze and stuff. And, dude, you could just hear him. Like coming up with a thousand freaking jokes, bro. Way in the corner of the rainbow, having like a group of people having spaghetti and stuff. Yeah. And he sounded like a comedic assault rifle preacher, bro. Just Sam one after another. Like, 
one of the fastest, hardest, loudest, strongest, fiercest comedians, I think, of his generation in the 80s. Not only that, but in the stand-up comedy world alone. I mean, Kinnison and Dangerfield. Dangerfield, bro. Dangerfield was like a touch of like our father and our mother's day, you know, like Henny Youngman. Yeah, yeah. You know, comics like that, one-liners. But Rodney Dangerfield put that kind of R-rated, X-rated feel into the one-liners. Sure. And then... Dude, Sam Kinison took it away. Back to school, it just brings back so many memories, so many great memories. Yeah, dude. You know what? What I think that a lot of these movies have in common with us. What's that? And that's uh, that we can watch them over and over and over. And we know the lines. We know who's going to say what. We know exactly what's going to happen next. And we don't get tired of them. You know, Mm-mm. and you know, we can't do that with every single 80s movie. Or with no. any other movie, uh, as a matter of fact. But Yeah, exactly. Another movie like that for me. We're going to go on a limb. Another great comedian. Now, he won an Oscar for his role, Robin Williams, the late great Robin Williams in Dead Poets Society. Now, that was a great movie back in the 80s. And a lot of people, I think, uh, kind of missed it or a little bit let down because he was doing serious uh, acting. But to me, that was like... One of the greatest improvisations that I've ever seen. Let me give you a little taste of that. That was 1989. Welton Academy for Boys, a breeding ground for the future leaders of America, an institution dedicated to achievement, virtue, and conformity, a school whose rigid standards are upheld by every single teacher. Except one. Come on, Mr. Overstreet, you twerp. Mr. Anderson, are you a man or an amoeba? Language was developed for one endeavor, and that is... To communicate. No! To woo women. Mr. Katie. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, uh, the, the late great... what I mean, right? Yeah, the late great Robin Williams. So... Oh, dude. We're going to take a little break. When we come back, we're going to have Ooh. a lot more of suggestions from you guys and a lot more of this. So don't go away. Thanks for joining us here at Back to the 80s. This is Toscano and Chang. This is the time of the show where we'd like to talk about what made us angry during the 80s. And in honor of the most oh. wondrous Chang, we've dubbed them Changries. So Chang, what made you Changry? You know what got me Changry back in the 80s when people were wearing fluorescent colors? You know what got me Changry back in the 80s when... Don Johnson introduced the sockless shoes and feet. Oh, that's just too gross. You know what got me changry in the 80s? Anybody that looked like Molly Greenwald from the back. You know what got me changry back in the 80s? When women decided to copy Madonna on her like a virgin. You know what got me changry in the 80s? I was too young to buy alcohol. You know what got me changry back in the 80s? My parents used to take me to malls to window shop. You know what got me changry in the 80s? What's that? Stems and seeds. <laughs> and that, ladies and gentlemen, has been this week's Changries. We were yes. talking about movies. One of our fans uh, sent us a request to please put this movie. But the following movie falls into a very Ooh. special category because tonight we want to find out our top Five most liked Ooh, okay. movies of the 80s. So, Cheng, okay. 
Go ahead. What was number five for you? Number five favorite movie in the 80s was Spinal Tap. This was a film I haven't seen yet, believe it or not. And it's a film that we've been wanting to watch these days in quarantine uh, with my kids. Uh, I believe it's from 1984. I may be mistaken, but I'm I'm pretty sure it's 1984. Uh, What's this film about? Now, Spinal Tap was a comedic look, kind of like, uh, kind of if you, you, if you remember the monkeys or the Brady Bunch, or not, yeah, the, yeah. not the, the Partridge family. It was about, it was a comedic movie that was about rock and roll, a rock and roll band from England, a very famous heavy metal type of rock and roll band. Now, two of the characters also were from the early 1970 version of SNL, and they were some of the writers. Well, Spinal Tap was kind of a spinoff on nostalgic stupidity music, like all kinds of crazy lyrics, but put to metal, and these guys make characters. So it's a pretty funny movie, uh, you know, and they improv all the way into these characters. They're kind of like a heavy metal Rolling Stone. Here's my number five, and I know that uh, everybody knows this one. This is it. This is the end of the line. Telling me. Did I tell you about the pool here? For Daniel LaRusso... Is this the only pool you guys got? The future seemed far from terrific. This place is a dump. You should go back to New Jersey. Hey, I know it's hard, but... We're not quitters, are we? Until he met the right girl. She's beautiful. I say she's beautiful. I think she's beautiful. This is testament to the fact that Hollywood should leave the originals alone. Do not attempt. I don't care who the main star of the movie's son is. I don't care who the main star is. You don't mess with something that was already perfect. Right. Yeah, yeah, I agree with you. I totally agree with you. And that film is none other than The Karate Kid. The original, of course. Now, that was a pretty good movie, you know what I mean? I I thought, wow, man, that's that's the kind of movie that gives you inspiration. We need movies like that nowadays where we have bullying such a factor not only amongst kids at school, but on social media, which is even more devastating to get bullied right, in right. person and on social media than it is. It was a genuine film. It was a transparent film. The characters right. were just true to life, and they did such an amazing job. And that's not yes. to say that today there isn't great film. Of course there are. But mm-hmm. back then, we needed something like this. Yeah, I agree. And the good thing is we have this for today. I know that my kids, uh, they cannot watch anything that's been remade. They have to watch the originals from the 80s, and they love it. They love it. You got to do it. You got to do it. So that was The Karate Kid. What is number four for you, my friend? Number four for the Changster has to be The Outsiders, made in the ever so beautiful year of 1983 when I left the precious Montebello High School Oilers. I graduated in 83. You know what I mean? You had the greasers. You know, and then, you know, you had uh, just a couple of varieties of what it's like to be in a neighborhood where you're not too rich and where you got to have some gut to get out of it. Tom Cruise came out on this. Patrick Swayze came out on this. You know, Matt Dillon, uh, Ralph Macchio, Emilio Estevez, and the list goes on. Uh, I mean, their careers were embarked times 10 once that movie was made, bro. I mean, you got to admit, bro, they became those characters. You know, anybody that grew up in a neighborhood, it doesn't matter what race you were. You can relate. You can relate. And even today, that movie touches lives. Uh, I remember Mm -hmm. being so, uh, so sad 
when Ralph Macchio's character, that accident, and he was burned. Man, I struggled with that. I really struggled with that because at that time, I even had a friend in high school who had an accident like that, got 95% of his body completely burned. So that film really hit hit home. Uh, Yeah, and the one thing about that uh, specific portion of that movie, I think that also embedded in me is when you're that young, you don't think that anything is going to make you expire, uh, devastate you in the physicality. Right, you don't think about it. We're not one-on-one with death. You know, usually when you're that age, my brother, you watch your elders pass away. Now, you miss them, but it doesn't hit you because you you grow up to know people get older, they pass away. So you're sad when they leave, but you kind of know it's going to happen. Now, I got to tell you, for my number three pick, Peterson Marola also wrote to us on our Back to the 80s Facebook page and let us know that this next film is in his top rated films for the 80s. Check this out. Rock and roll it. In this quiet neighborhood. I like the voiceover guy. He was always in so this neighborhood. Street. <laughs> A mystery is unfolding. It is. And an adventure is beginning again. I'm keeping you. This was the 20th anniversary trailer for the movie E.T. Do you remember seeing E.T. at the movies, bro? Uh, yeah, dude. I remember going down to Hollywood and going to the, the uh, Cinerana Dome and, and watching E.T. And man, what a, what a, a, a movie that uh, it really made me think, you know what? There can be life. Yeah, there's dudes up there hanging out there, man. We can't be the only cats alive on this earth doing what we do. There's got to be somebody up there. That movie was a trip, bro. You know what I mean? Speaking of trips, what was your number three? My number three has got to be Raging Bull. Robert De Niro. Raging Bull was made in 1980, brother, on the very brink of 1980. And that was about, I mean, the great boxer, brother. You, you, You know? Jake Lamotta, ladies and gentlemen. I'm the best. I can take him more than anybody. You're dead. You're married. Get the young girls from me. It's funny because uh, Joe Pesci comes out of this. I don't go down for nobody. Yes. Robert De Niro in Raging Bull. You know, that was a Martin Scorsese picture as well. Yes, um, yes, exactly. Scorsese did a lot of movies with, with uh, De Niro. He, uh, I mean, he just, that that was a great movie, brother. Funny how the Italians stick together. <laughs> yeah. I'm waiting for you to come out in the uh, the remake. <laughs> Raging Jock. Number, <laughs> number two. Number two for me. Here we go. Number two for me is a number one for probably everybody else. But this is my number two. Ah. Marty, you made it. Yeah. Welcome to my latest experiment. This is a big one, the one I've been waiting for all my life. Uh, Well, it's a DeLorean, right? Stay with me, Marty. All your questions will be answered. Roll tape. Okay. I will proceed. Uh, Doc. Uh, Never mind that now. Never mind that now. Not now. Not now. All right, I'm ready. Good evening. I'm Dr. Emmett Brown. I'm standing on the parking lot at Twin Pines Mall. It's Saturday morning, October 26, 1985, 1.18 a.m., and this is Temporal Experiment Number 1. And this was, of course, one of the most famous pictures of all time, which is Back to the oh, Future, I mean, 1985. Back to the 
You know, when when they showed this scene, they're in the parking lot of the Twin Pines Mall. Mm-hmm. We all know that was the La Puente Mall. And, right, uh, La Puente the, Mall, yeah. Yeah, they recently had uh, a reunion of the Back to the Future cast, and it was in mm-hmm. that same parking lot, and it was just surreal. What a, what a great experience. I remember going to watch a lot of these movies in the La Puente Mall at the 12 o'clock showing. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, we would just like uh, all kinds of people would gather up and you just like party in the parking lot and buy your tickets and then go to the late movie. I remember going to go see the Rocky Horror Picture Show. And uh, I I remember watching uh, uh, Stairway to Heaven, such classics like that, uh, you know, the musical genre. But I remember going over there and watching uh, G's do The Terminator. Uh, I remember watching Ferris Bueller's Day Off there, uh, Blade Runner. Back to Back to the Future, dude, was like that movie was hilarious and so believable. I mean, you had the great Michael J. Fox, dude. Yeah, one the, of the clean, cleanest cut looking dudes that was freaking hilarious. Yeah. And what's one of the most incredible things about this film is that it has transcended time. Yes, it, and no pun intended, of course. It literally no, no. has literally has transcended time, right. and has the same effect today that it did back then. Even yes, teens exactly. of today, of 2020, and they like this film. Let's go on to number two. Well, my number two movie is going to be The Shining, bro. Who can dude, for, Yeah, who can forget? Who can forget The Shining? I mean, Jack is the man, dude. From going to the Lakers games and being guts out, balls out. You know, when he showtime all the way to the late, great Kobe era. Let me give you the a little. guy could be the Joker. I want to give you a little taste of The Shining. All right. I don't suppose they... Uh told you anything in Denver about the tragedy we had up here during the winter of 1970? I heard a man named Charles Grady is the winter caretaker. From what I've been told, I mean, he seemed like a completely normal individual. But at some point during the winter, he must have suffered some kind of a complete mental breakdown. He ran amok and uh, killed his family for the night. Well... You can rest assured, Mr. Ullman, that's not going to happen with me. <laughs> that's right. The voice, man. His the voice. voice dude. Sure, I do. How It'll scary was the scene in The Shining when the little boy is riding around in his little tricycle and his little th- uh, uh, big wheel, and yeah. he sees the little girls standing at the end of the hall? How scary yeah, was that you, scene? Now, now you do know that's Donald Trump, right? the shining 1980 now number one my number one favorite movie of the 1980s see if you can guess what that was that's not a bad idea what making a girl actually making a girl this is why oh, I give her one digits mammary glance. <laughs> Something's about to change the world. Something out of this world. She's alive! Alive! What would you little maniacs like to do first? It's all in the name of science. Weird oh, science. dude. If you want to be a party animal. You have to learn to live in the jungle. Not us. Not here. And one of my favorite, no one of my favorite actors came out of this movie, by the way, and that's Bill Paxton. Oh, dude, Bill Paxton, that guy is so versatile in acting, bro. I've seen him in great roles. What was your number one movie of the 1980s? Are you ready? I need a drum roll. I need Here's your a drum roll. Okay, you got, you got your drum roll. 
Now, this movie comes from 1986, and it starred a young, sober Charlie Sheen, and it dealt with a real-life experience of the Vietnam War, and anyone that has been to war knows that it is no movie. And the realization in the hell of war will not only scar you physically, but mentally. That movie is Platoon. Let's take a listen. into that NBA bunker complex tomorrow. Well, there's the beast. He hungry tonight. All these all these guys, all these soldiers portrayed in the movie, they were fighting a war not only outside with the enemy but a war with themselves. And it was right. uh, Oliver Stone's exactly. Oscar-winning 1986 Vietnam War movie called Platoon. It's it's been great. It's been great reminiscing on, on on the movies of the '80s, on those movies that made our childhood and our teen years just a blast, and so much so that today we remember what they are, that they've exactly. caused an impact, they've left a footprint in our life, and that we can see not only the art that they were, and in some cases even the cheesiness of some movies, especially the comedic movies, that no matter what, that we can still watch those, crack a smile, and just have a good time. There's so much that can be said about movies from that decade. And it's not that we don't want to talk about them all here. It's just that we don't have enough time. And that's why we're going to bring you a part two. Next Friday, we're going to continue the 80s movie talk. So don't miss it. Send us your post on our Facebook fan page and let us know what was your favorite movie of that decade. We'll go ahead and mention your name and let us know what you chose. So this week, be safe, wear your mask. If you're going to go outside and protest, let it be with peace and over all right. things, protect yourself and your fellow man. Exactly. I want you all to remember just a couple of quick words, and I stand by everything my brother says right here, because remember, this is a very crucial time. We, we are releasing you from stupidity and a smile. So go out there and be the best that you can be. Don't let uh, the down give you a frown. Remember, stay lifted and gifted, because only through unity will we see prosperity and when we see prosperity that's when all of us can live like we're in the luxury good night we'll see you again next friday hasta la vista orale oh,